Hello, this is Brian McLean, and welcome to Our Story with God, episode 22, Jesus as Savior. Now, if you listened last week, you'll remember we were discussing what was Jesus' favorite name to call himself, and that was Son of Man. Uh, it's the one that he referred to himself uh, at least 30 different times in Matthew, uh, as well as several other times in the other Gospels. But what does your name actually mean? Now, as I was growing up, uh, my parents told me I didn't get a family name. I wasn't named for a member of my family. I was named, they got the idea for my name watching a movie about a, uh, a heroic athlete facing a very serious disease. Uh, and my middle name, that was a family name. It came from my grandfather. And when I was dating my wife, I made a point of looking up what did her name mean, and it was Chief Ruler. And when we got uh, our daughters, uh, I'm sure my, many, many parents do this. We, we got the baby books, the baby name books, and looked at uh, different names and different meanings and so forth. And each of my daughters has a very sweet and feminine name, but the meaning of each one of them um, actually is, is somewhat militant. Uh, and when Solomon wrote that a good name is to be uh, chosen rather than great riches in Proverbs 22, he wasn't just talking about the meaning of the name. He was also talking about all that you stand for and represent. And I tell my daughters that our family name has been uh, carried through the generations and is in good standing. And it's up to them uh, to really carry that on. And Jesus had a unique burden of carrying not only the weight of his earthly family, but his eternal father as well. If you read Luke 1.30, it states, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And if you read that, it talks about not only Mary, and it talks about God, but it also talks about David, and it talks about Jacob. So Jesus had this tremendous burden of, of all these different families that his name was carrying on. Now, why did the angel tell Mary to name him Jesus? Now, obviously, the New Testament was written in Greek, and uh, unlike the Old Testament, which would have been mostly Hebrew, but also some Aramaic. But modern readers may not catch something that Jesus' contemporaries would have easily seen, and that is the name of Jesus was actually read as Yeshua among the Hebrews, which was a common name because the name Joshua was an historical name for the people of Israel. It had been uh, carried by at least two very important individuals from Israel's past. And so we don't see that similarity because these two different languages were translated into English for us. Uh, but the first century uh, readers certainly would have seen this. Uh, the first and most obvious Joshua would have been the leader who took over after the death of Moses and led the people into the promised land. And so Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, from uh, the, the Bible's sixth book, uh, the namesake of that particular book, he lived up to the meaning of his name, which is Jehovah is salvation. And so God brought the children of Israel uh, from Egypt into the land of Canaan, uh, 
uh, and Joshua himself was a, a, sim, a, a symbol of that, of that uh, salvation. And so then the second in figure, maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit more uh, or a little bit less understood to modern readers because he's found in the minor prophets, uh, and that is Joshua, and he can be found in the books of Haggai and Zechariah. So yes, you can study those minor prophets and get some really great information out of them. And the, uh, the first of these two tells that a man named Joshua was the son of Jehozadak. Uh, he was the high priest in Jerusalem immediately after King Darius sent the Jewish people home. You can find that in Haggai chapter 1, verse 12. The second prophet, Zechariah, however, depicts a vision of this priest where Joshua is standing before God in filthy clothes and Satan is standing next to him, uh, accusing him. God rebukes Satan uh, and exchanges these rags that Joshua is wearing for pure priestly garments. Uh, this is a symbolic washing away of the sins of the people of Israel and Judah. Uh, and he makes this promise uh, to Joshua, thus says the Lord of hosts, if you will walk in my ways and keep my charge, then you shall rule my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you the right of access among those who are standing here. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, you and your friends who sit before you, for they are men who are assigned. Behold, I will bring my servant the branch. Now, Zechariah 3, verses 7 through 8. And so there you can see it. Uh, there is a promise of Jesus, this righteous branch that God speaks of, given to the man who carried Jesus' same name over 400 years before the manger scene in Bethlehem. So by the time Mary and Joseph give this little baby the name of Jesus, he's already destined to fulfill that meaning of being the Savior. So the first Joshua led God's people from years of wandering. The second Joshua leads God's peoples uh, back after years of exile. And now Yeshua, the son of Joseph and the son of God, will lead God's people back from a desolate wilderness of sin uh, into the kingdom of God. Not into Jerusalem to the Temple Mount, but back to God himself. He is the Messiah of the Jews. He is destined to free them from their bondage. And he is also the Savior of the world who will pay the penalty of sin which has been keeping mankind eternally separated uh, from their heavenly father. So study the word. Notice that the angel Gabriel tells both Zechariah and Mary their sons what their sons would be named in Luke 1. Uh, so what is it that Zechariah did immediately before regaining his ability to speak? And if you've been following the, the Christmas story year after year, you'll remember that. Uh, and then think about it. Do you think being named after another person uh, gives you any added pressure uh, or even motivation to accomplish more or act a certain way? Uh, so have fun thinking about it. Feel free to leave some comments down below. Thank you for listening.